Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 301st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy. Uh, actually, I was about to start off by talking about the wedding, but I quickly have to follow up on my on my sickness as I listen to my voice when I speak. Um, yeah. So I did I did bring up last week that that Gordon got sick in daycare, and Lena and I were showing symptoms as of Sunday, which was a week ago mm-hmm. today. Um, Lena's symptoms have subsided, which is great. I, as I mentioned, was was likely to get a COVID test, and I in fact did Monday morning first thing, and. It came back on, I think, I think it was Wednesday. I don't think it was Tuesday. It came back Wednesday, I believe, negative. Um, so, in okay. fact, was just a common cold that, you know, we expected. But, you know, when I spoke to the doctor and, and, and the people, I went to a, a Med Express. They were like, oh, yeah. Uh, I went to a Med Express because they had the option for, they, they supposedly had those uh, instant tests. But when I went there, they they do instant tests for like first responders only but like the way it was advertised online it made it seem like oh if you have symptoms we can give you a, uh, an instant test and the primary reason we wanted the instant test is to determine if i was testing positive for it that meant gordon definitely had it we didn't want him going to daycare with it right anyway came back negative my um latest symptoms stopped on like wednesday or thursday my my colds ever since I've been like a kid or uh, not not as I was a kid but like as I progressed into adulthood my colds last a little longer than they used to when I was a kid. Like oh, right now I'm in this I'm in this this phase where I'm just mucusy like I have a lot of mucus buildup. I don't you have sound like it. I don't have like a I don't I'm not congested in my nose anymore. I'm not I don't have a runny nose. I haven't had to blow my nose all day today. I haven't taken any medicine other than Mucinex this morning. And it's just the freaking mucus and it will stay with me likely for, I don't know, close to another week. But thankfully, well, do you think that it's because the mucinex is working really well? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, this is just something I never dealt with as a kid, like this mucus, like this, at least like, Mm -hmm. you know, coughing up phlegm. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it was negative, which was good. Symptoms started to die down a little bit. Gordon's gotten better progressively throughout the week as well. Still has a bit of a runny nose, but nothing too bad. And uh, yeah, so the uh, the wedding wedding was on Friday, and uh, how was it? It was good, man. It was really good. Super happy for them. Um, so we, so yeah, I'll kind of just walk you through the day. So the on Thursday night was the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner. And because of COVID, the responsibilities or the even the ability for people to really be on stage is limited. So all of the groomsmen, all the all the all the the entire br- bridal party was pretty much seated in in the uh, in the uh, in the church with the rest of the guests. And just it was in a church. Front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only time we went on stage was when they were doing the uh, exchanging of the rings. So. We um we did the rehearsal super quick, nice and easy. Then we went to the rehearsal dinner at, at a an outdoor restaurant, which is really nice. Food was good. Um, at least I enjoyed my food. I it was a uh, a salmon with this like citrus glaze 
Mark didn't really mm-hmm. care for it too much. He felt it was too sweet, but I thought it was pretty good myself. Um, so next day, because I'm just kind of fast forwarding through that, was the wedding. So the wedding, um, so of course, again, I'm in the bridal party. I am. I was the best man to Mark. We were meeting at um, one of the other groomsmen's house, and we were going to meet at, uh, I think it was like between 10.30 and 11. So I showed up right around 11 o'clock, and... Oh, I guess I should start first. I had to take Gordon to school. That was the, that was the one thing. Like you know, still your 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 responsibilities of of the morning. I felt bad because Lena was pretty much going to be responsible for handling Gordon and getting everything together because the plan was to stay overnight in the hotel where my sister would babysit Gordon. I can't remember if I talked about that uh, last time, but that I don't was think so. that was the idea. Uh, we were st- it was the the, ho- the 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 wedding was at the Hotel Dupont, the reception at least, mm-hmm. and. Um, they had a block. We had the option to to rent a room. And so we did. And what we did was um, my sister who's in town, she came to the hotel and she hung out with Gordon for the few hours before his bedtime. And then she just, you know, hung out on her computer and whatever um, for the couple hours before Lena came up and she was able to go home. So that was what we did with Gordon. But before that, we had to get him to daycare. He was going to stay there until uh, about noon after lunch. So that gave Lena a little bit of time to get things together, you know, on her own, have her have her hands free. But that still wasn't quite enough time. You know, she had to prep meals for Gordon. She had to get all the, the car loaded to get herself together, you know, get her hair done, her makeup, her dress on, all that other fun stuff. And the uh, the wedding started, the, uh, the ceremony started at 3. So I got Gordon to daycare by about 9 a.m., came back to the house. Um, Lena had made breakfast, so I ate. I can't remember what else I did at the house before I left, um, but my intention was to like do things like shaving and you know get dressed and all that other stuff at um, at the house with all the other uh, groomsmen. So that's what I did. I uh, the, the drive was like it's like a forty five minute drive. It's it's uh, like right in the center of Ch- Chatsford basically, and so drove out there, met up, um, and they were already getting their drink on, which. I feel like it's a questionable decision before a wedding, you know, the the drinking. I don't mm-hmm. I don't really know what the etiquette is overall with people and drinking. You know, I see it in movies and sometimes people get too drunk or even in reality TV shows where they get too drunk before the ceremony, which I feel like leads to could lead, could lead to problems. Doesn't always lead to problems, but it could lead to problems. So they were kicking back a couple of beers and then um I had to finish. I mean, if it's just work. beers, it should be okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's at least how it started, and so well, I, ha- sure. I had to finish something for work, which I couldn't finish the night before. The night before, I was up till about two thirty in the morning, working on my best man speech and uh, and doing some work. Also, cleaning. Oh, I didn't know you were the best man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it a second ago. I said it earlier. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't like it. Just yeah. It was just. Uh, I'm just thinking back to the. Uh... Oh, before. Yeah, just like the relationship, you know, that's that's, that's incredible. That thing yeah. about from high school, right? Yeah. So I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll detail a little bit of what I said in the uh, in the best man speech, at least just on a high level. I'm not gonna like read it or mm-hmm. anything like that, but just kind of give you the description of what I was going for. So, yeah, I I I worked on that. I had already started. I'd already written about half of it before, uh, like the week before, and I've I've thought of this. I had thought of it a long time ago. Uh, you know, they were supposed to get married back in May. Of course, it got postponed. But when he first asked me to be the best man, going back to like, I don't know, this he asked me to be the best man in 2019. 
So it's it's been like a year ago now. I was thinking about what I wanted to say then. So, you know, it had been a long time coming. I just hadn't written it down and, and like, you know, formatted it properly and all. And I know that a lot of people have certain feelings when it comes to the to the um, the best man speech, the maid of honor speech, because they can't stand when the person only talks about so that they can't they don't like when the best man talks only about the groom and they only kind of mention the bride and passing at the very end. Like, oh, yeah, congratulations, you know, to you both. And that's it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to have something substantive to say about her. Um, so that was my intent. You know, that's that's kind of what I was working on as I was, you know, writing it. I'll talk about how I, what I said as I uh, tell the story about, you know, when when, we, when I got to that point of giving the of giving the toast. So yeah, I got to the house, did a little bit of the stuff that I, need, I needed to do for work. Couldn't quite finish the last like I don't know the last little bit of the of what I was trying to get done. There was a, a slide deck that I was making to kind of recap an analysis that I was doing and couldn't quite finish that last step. I just kind of summarized what it was, what it would look like, and I'm going to present it tomorrow anyway just to kind of give the details and give a proper commentary over it because I feel like the slide deck doesn't, you know, doesn't really explain the full story without me telling it. So I did that. And then they were the photographers were going to come to the house at noon. So I arrived at 11, so I didn't have a ton of time. I went upstairs and started shaving and then uh, got dressed, went downstairs, and we um, we took some pictures. Now, Mark got the groomsmen a few gifts, which are really nice. He got us um, a couple of, uh, not a couple, he got us each a 30-ounce uh, Yeti uh, thermos mug. Nice. Which is really very nice um, with with all of our names on it, too. And then oh, he, like engraved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he also got each of us this like um, this glass mug uh, for like cold drinks. And um, you know, mine says "Best Man," and then my name, you know, Reza. And then it's actually the date of the or the the original date that the wedding was supposed to be. So they had like done a lot of this stuff like well in advance, and unfortunately, due to 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 COVID, the things got pushed back and and such. But nevertheless, awesome stuff. Um, you know, I've already made use of them both, which is nice. Um, and he also got us, um, he also had custom socks made. And so the socks were Avengers themed. So there was, uh, eat that there were very, there were various like symbols from the Avengers. And so he had, uh, how many groomsmen did he have? I think there were seven of us total. Seven. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to count. Let me see. I think there were seven of us in, is that include Mark? I does, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, and so, like various Avengers, like symbols. So like uh, there was a there was one uh, pair of socks with uh, Captain America shields on them. There was another uh-huh. with a uh, baby Groot. There was another one with Thor's hammer. Um, there was one with Black Panther face, which is actually the one that I got. So um, yeah, <laughs> they were pretty nice. And so yeah, we, the, the photographer came, really very professional, and uh, we did a bunch of pictures. Um, and then after that, we hop, we got into the, the uh, so they had a party bus come take us from that house to the to the uh, church, which was about a forty five minute drive. That it was raining all day on Friday, like all day. Oh wow! So uh, you know, we 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 drove over, but in in the uh, party bus, of course, as it's properly named, they had a, a few beers, they had a some uh, some uh, whiskey. What was the some Jameson? 
like this this big old bottle of Jameson. So like they're they're like they're like you know taking shots on on the way. I guess in anticipation that it's going to be like an hour wait before the girls arrive because we arrived at the church at two, and the girls the the girls the party bus actually went back to pick up the girls from where they were getting prepared and brought them back to the church. So we had an hour to kill. Um, so the you know the ceremony started at three. So during that time, Lena got Gordon together. She like uh, so he already he already uh, ate lunch, but I think he must have taken a nap after he got home. I actually didn't even ask about that. But then she had to like get the car together, do all this other stuff, um, and then like just jet to the venue. She actually showed up like a little after three, and I was actually thinking that the girls were going to be late. I thought the wedding was going to start late because we got to the venue like a little after two. I want to say. Which means that the the party bus driver did that back and forth each way in under half an hour, which was pretty nuts to me considering how far it was. Right. Um, but yeah, so Lena actually arrived just a little late, but she was there for just about the whole thing. She was there with Gordon. Gordon was real good the whole time. I he only made a sound like once, <laughs> so um, I was I was impressed with him because I didn't I didn't know that he would like I didn't realize that the plan initially was for him to attend the ceremony. But given how difficult it would have been for her to drive all the way back to the daycare center, pick him up, and then bring him back to the hotel, it would have just taken way too much time. So from there, uh, so yeah, did the uh, the ceremony. Ceremony is great. Uh, I really like the priest's um, words. You know, just I feel like I'm always pleasantly surprised with what's said during these during these ceremonies. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like nothing nothing like complicated, nothing crazy. It's just talking about the couple. Uh, you know, talking about his experience marrying people and what makes for a strong marriage, you know, giving words of advice, things like that. But like, you know, everything, ring, everything rings true. And I feel like I feel like some of these things come off as especially to the couple getting married, or at least the way it may have come off to me when I was getting married was, oh, yeah, these things are obvious, like kind of how a kid listens to a teacher like the instructions that a teacher would give you when you're in school, like, oh yeah, of course I know what I'm doing. But like, until you're actually in it, then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So like, and, and it's recapped to you after you've had some experience and it really makes sense. That's kind of how I feel about it. You know, you sit there giving the advice and I'm like, yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Got to work on that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was all really nice. So, um, I, the the only time, like I mentioned before, the only time the bridal party was up on the stage was during the, the ring ceremony. So I had to, I was the bearer of the ring. So I had the rings from the night before um, Steph, Mark's now wife. Her mom gave me the rings at the rehearsal dinner. And so then I had to, I had to make sure I didn't forget these rings. Like they were constantly on my mind, not forgetting the rings, making sure that they were there. Very OCD. I'm like looking at the rings, making sure like they didn't pop out. They didn't fall out my pocket or anything. Right, right. So yeah it was it was a it was a pleasure to finally get that out <laughs> to get that out of my pocket and onto their onto their hands so you know went up put the rings onto the plate um and then he blessed the rings with some holy water they uh exchanged some words as as i think they would say in, in game of thrones and yeah then they words were, married. were said <laughs> yeah and they, and they were married so yeah everyone was masked up the the whole time the only time we unmasked during the ceremony was when we were on stage and we still kept a bit of distance between between all of us. Not to say that it really mattered because there were many other times throughout this entire weekend where we were maskless in front or around each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, how did you feel about that? 
you know, it, it's weird. Like normally I wouldn't, I, I think like, I don't know. I think, I think that's kind of goes to the, the, it goes to show me how someone even like as little as I want to be without a mask in front of other people, it like how much I care about it. It's really easy to like when you're, when you, when you're maintaining sustained connection or interaction with lots of people or a group of people for a sustained period of time, it's very easy to like, it's not even like feel like feeling pressured to not wear it. It's just like you just let go. And it's a really, it's a really strange thing. Yeah, um, I hear you. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I if uh, if you were to tell me, if you were to tell me, like if I weren't, if I were to realize, oh, I'm not feeling so great in like a week, it'd be like, you know what? It's your own damn fault. Like this is this is this is what happens. Um, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I didn't. I, I mean, I, you certainly I, like, hope in, it doesn't happen. But yeah. if it does happen, then you probably have like now more than ever. Yeah. a sense of like you probably know what happened as oh, yeah. opposed to Absolutely. oh i have no idea when i got sick because it just never <laughs> exactly. entered your brain into like you know uh what to keep sort of like stock of yeah uh yeah. and now because of like it's on top of everyone's minds all the time you sort of have a much better sense like oh yeah i i see how that happened this time right now like in the moment i didn't really have any regrets about anything didn't have any major concerns about anything just kind of was what it was um and i just feel like okay this is this is like that one off for me right now like this is that one risk that i'm taking and uh it's back to lockdown after that so yeah yeah back to lockdown for a little bit back to lockdown for for a bit yeah um okay well you gotta get better first before before anything yeah well yeah better in in terms of the cold here um, yeah, right. I mean, like the the good thing about the cold is like I don't feel any symptoms now. It's like, well, other than that mucus, like I said, I know that I sound off right now, but yeah. my throat feels great, my nose feels great. It's just like this mucus. That's it's kind of no, like no, no, it's like deeper no back. No, absolutely nothing. That tickles one of the scariest things. Yeah, yeah. It's it and like because of the amount of talking that was happening this weekend, my throat still wasn't a hundred percent. So like, yeah. Thursday night, I lost my voice. Like Monday or Monday morning, uh, Friday morning, my voice, like my throat, wasn't was not like great, and I was a little worried how it was going to sound when I was giving the speech. You're out here sounding like Doc Rivers. Exactly. Um. So. So like, yeah. Is he doing that on purpose? Something. <laughs> so, yeah. Friday. Uh. So Friday. Um. The ceremony ended. We they did some pictures at the um at the church and people started to make their way towards the uh towards the reception hall or to the uh, hotel dupont which is like a 40 minute drive <clears throat> yeah so it's nice the wedding party we all took the party bus back n- not back but we took it down to n- now to the uh to the hotel dupont where like you know any reservations about drinking pre- before the ceremony were out the window and you know the party bus got loose now as you know Maybe some people on the podcast don't know, but you know, based on the name of the podcast, Stone Cold Sober, I keep it sober. I keep it sober. I don't drink, so I'm drink. I'm just I'm just chilling on the bus, and you know, similar to you, right? Like when you're around a people, a lot of people who are like heavily drinking, it starts to get a bit irritating. Oh, yeah. uh, like in, in well, terms you're not of at like, their level of sobriety. Yeah, I was also really tired, like because I was up late that that night before. 
I should say, like, while I say annoyed, I wasn't like, you know, I'm not like pissed off or anything like that. I'm just a bit irritated. I also hadn't really eaten anything since breakfast because I didn't have time, even though Lane had like prepped a lunch for me. So I was a bit hungry and I was I was a bit sleepy. So like that's that's really where like a lot of this is stemming from. But then yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm just not at your level. I can't like you guys at are at Everyone's an energy level up. that I can't match right now. Yeah. That's all. So, you know, took some time. But uh yeah, so we get to the we get to the uh the hotel. Um I was able to see um Lena and Gordon for a little bit before he had to go to bed and I also saw my sister. And then, uh, like, my sister keeps it real with her mask. She's she's double masking out here. Is she? Oh yeah, yeah. She was she was doubled up. Um, so we're we're, we're doing. She don't a, trust nobody out here in nope, the streets. Nope, not at all. So we're doing a lot of pictures, and for the most part, the pictures are just of the couple. So we're in, we're around, but we're kind of we're just hanging out. Now a lot of the groomsmen are get are were real crunk, and so they're like heckling them while they're taking pictures. And I'm watching the photographers, and the photographers are just like pure business. I'm like, yeah, how annoying is this to them? And somebody actually said it like, I, I don't remember exactly what they said, the context of it, but like one of the groomsmen were were like, you know. How annoyed do you think they are with us right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure it's just business as usual. Like this, they're used to this type of thing. But nevertheless, I would I'm not sure appreciate it get, that. It, yeah, even it, if like if it's if it's if I'm getting my photos taken. Oh yeah, I would not. Yeah. I would not appreciate that at all. Now Mark and Steph definitely had a, a fair bit to drink too. So like they're particip- like Mark is participating too in the banter back. But like there was a period where we had to take. Um, we were taking one big wedding party photo. Uh-huh. And the amount of like just conversation that's happening and like little comments while they're trying to snap pictures, I'm like somebody's mouth is constantly moving while they're snapping yeah. pictures. How many how many decent pictures did they actually get out of this section of this segment here? Because like uh, we'll realistically, out. you want like you're gonna get like seven or eight where everyone's looking at you, everyone's smiling. Maybe someone blinked here and there, but you have options to pick from. But you have of the ones that you actually took. How many times was somebody's mouth open? Like the amount of candidates that you have for a proper good picture is probably just, right. you know, a lot smaller. So that would probably be annoying. Right. Now, in the middle of all this, the fire alarm goes off. And oh, uh God. and so like I had I had just gone to like I went to the go to the bathroom. I can't remember exactly where I was. I think I went to see Lena. And maybe I was walking back when the fire alarm goes off and I go back to her and I'm like, I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get Gordon and Sarah because when the fire alarm is going off, like in fact I was still in the pictures room. I was still with with the photographers. As soon as it started going off, I left. And um the the voice in the like, You were like me in the like, division. You were already halfway down the block. Yeah, because like the intercom dude is like, you know, everyone leave the building, the, don't take the elevators, and like so the the hotel room was on the fifth floor right now in the hotel you can't get past the second floor without a room key so i had to go to lena then i got the room key but i could but i didn't even know where the stairs were so like i'm i'm leaving and i start to see people finally because like everyone's kind of standing around like do we leave do we not leave everyone's just kind of like mingling for a bit and then i think people finally got the memo like yeah we're leaving the building and this time i didn't i wasn't waiting for that at all i was like right. i'm going I'm going right yeah, now. I'll, I'll I have, see everyone outside. Because I have no idea what's happening. My sister's up there. I was already nervous about her because, not about her per se, but like about the situation because 
Gordon hasn't hasn't ever been alone with her for any period any period of time longer than like two minutes when maybe she was walking around the house with him, but we were still in the vicinity. So, you know, she was feeding him, maybe getting him ready for bed. I don't really know what the time was. Um, in the end, she was getting him prepared for bed, like she'd gotten some of his clothes on. So, like, I call her and she's like, "Oh yeah, she'll come down. It'll be it'll be no problem." But I'm like, you know, I'm still going up there, and so I like find the stairs i ask somebody like where the stairs are she lets me know i run up there but the stairs only get me to the mezzanine now the from the mezzanine i still have to find the proper stairwell to get to the second third fourth and then finally the fifth floor thank you yeah i'm telling you how to count um so i i like i basically just like i'm 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 making turns left and right just like i don't know where i'm going but somehow i find my way to a stairwell I believe it was actually like a service, like because there were like service elevators there. So I'm pretty sure there were service, um, like this was a service room that maybe was unlocked because of the fire alarm, so that you know the doors were automatically unlocked or something. Uh, okay. Because I didn't, I didn't need my room key to get anywhere. However, um, the whole like area felt like very like I don't really, I shouldn't belong here. I see. Nevertheless, I'm just like booking up the stairs. I'm just, I'm just skipping, I'm I'm skipping stairs, like jogging up the stairs. But like, that's a lot of stairs. That was like four or five flights of stairs. I'm tired (laughs) by the time I get to the top. You got that adrenaline going. Yeah, I called Sarah. Like, I already mentioned that part. So I get up there, and just as I'm, I'm at the door, Lena calls me, and she's like, "Oh, can you bring me a sweater? It's cold outside." And uh, and and Sarah was walking out the door, so I just quickly snapped snapped a, uh, a sweater, and we just went back down the stairs, left the building which gave Mark and some of the other guests an opportunity to see her. I don't even know the last time Mark and Sarah saw each other in person. Could have been like, I don't know, when we were in college maybe. She mm-hmm. would have still been like in high school. But yeah, turned out to be nothing. Um, from there, I think they pretty much finished up the pictures, so we went back in for the uh, the actual reception to start because during all this, like the photo taking time and everything was cocktail hour for all the other guests. How was cocktail hour? Well, I didn't really get to participate. Like there, there was a, there was one um, there was one waiter who who served us some um, some snacks. One time that he came by, I was actually trying to take pictures with Gordon and and, and Lena with Sarah taking the pictures. Ah, uh, you goofed. So I missed some then. Now later on, he came by with some crab cakes, so I got a crab cake, but that was all I had. So between okay. bre- breakfast and this per- point of time, all I had eaten were some plantain chips that landed packed for me. Missed, missed my. I didn't, I, didn't eat, I didn't eat anything else in my lunch bag, and then a crab cake. That was it. Damn good crab cake though. It was pretty good, yeah. It's probably um, one of your best crab cakes at that point in your <laughs> life. Probably, you're like, oh my god. Probably it, there was no sauce on it or anything. That was a bit dry, uh, but hey, it is what it is. Wow. Um, you shouldn't say it like that. It He's was, gonna hear this. It was still He's good. Like, how dare you? Look, I, I I eat plenty of crab cakes dry. I I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say. Wow, it was, walk it back, walk it like, back. Like, it, it didn't need like a cocktail sauce or anything. But like, I I'm used to eating a crab cake as like a meal. Do you or put with cocktail sauce? No, I don't know what you would put on. What do, what do you put on a crab cake? I'm oh, thinking man, like he's nervous. He's nervous. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you dip it in ketchup. <laughs> Maybe some barbecue oh. sauce. <laughs> ketchup isn't the worst thing, right? I w- I've never had I've never had ketchup on a, on a crab cake. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but so, um, yeah. So we get we get into the reception hall. Um, basically, what they've done is it's it's this really large ballroom in the Hotel Dupont. 
I think I described it last week saying that it can hold up to about 300 people if I remember correctly from when I toured the venue with them like when they when they gave uh, the maid of honor and myself a tour um, like in January or so and what they've basically done is they've they've kept the table spacing like the same or well not the same the spacing i think is actually increased but the number of people that are at, at that are at each table is severely reduced so instead of having like eight to ten guests per table they have like four to six so um you know my table just had four in fact just three because um one of the other groomsmen craig his wife is pregnant and so she chose to not come to the wedding because she was in her first trimester so um yeah you know it was uh it was good spacing there but you know you're indoors it's dinner time so like you know no one's like people are eating so no one's really wearing a mask this is where like the mask became a bit more um uh more lax people were much more lax about wearing their masks at this point so they um they do the introductions somehow i got skipped no clue how but I was skipped. Like they do like the wedding party introductions. And so what we were, we didn't like enter the room as they were introducing us. We actually were just at our tables oh, and okay. they were reading the, from a list, but somehow I got completely skipped. No clue how that happens. Um, again, and, and I was the best man, like the best man, like they read the maid of honor, but I mean, the best all, man doesn't all get the men, You're the best yeah. one. So, um, <laughs> so then uh, the, uh, the father of the bride gives a he gives a um, a brief speech, and then the uh, her brother Steph's brother he blessed he did the blessing, and then I so my my thought process was that those two speeches would happen first. They did um, they did the first the, the so the first dance for the for the couple, and then the 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 father-daughter dance and then, and then the mother-son dance happened and then they brought the champagne out and i was like wait we're doing the toast now not after dinner i thought i was going to eat first so they brought the champagne out and and introduced me and so i was up like i, I didn't realize how quickly i was going to be up but i was up so i had already read through the speech a couple of times during the day but i didn't have it memorized um which I would have loved to. I would have loved to have had it memorized. I didn't want to be like reading off my phone. And the way, like, they had a videographer, and I'll try to describe the room to you. So it's a big rectangle, right? It's a big. It's a big mm -hmm. ballroom. The DJ's on one end of the table, or sorry, on one end of the room, and opposite the DJ is the is the uh, the, the the couple, Mark and Steph. Gotcha. Now, behind the DJ, or in front of the DJ, in fact, he has um, his table, and there's like lights. Um, that are facing towards Mark and Steph. I suspect that for the videographer and the photographer, recording and taking pictures of the person giving a speech, standing in front of that while they look toward the couple, would be really difficult to get capture proper footage because the the subject is going to be you know the lighting is going to be coming directly to the camera. So they set the microphone up facing the DJ, meaning that I was facing away from the couple. So I'm giving the speech, but I'm not actually looking at them. And the microphone is on a microphone stand, um, and I didn't, I didn't try to like take the microphone and speak with it to like you know pan around and move because, well, one, I just kind of, I, I, I was pretty focused in just getting you know, getting the words out, you know, 
wasn't like prepared to move around, even though I thought about the idea of it beforehand. And then secondly, I didn't really want to move because they had the, the, the videographer and the photographers had kind of set up, they were posted up and, and were there. And if, if I were to like take the microphone and start walking around like a stand-up comedian or something, it would kind of mess up the shot. So what I tried to do was be mindful of the mic the way that I tried to be when we're recording for like the podcast. I could pan my head and try to look towards them, but I would basically, I would basically not like, not like just twist my head, but I'd actually have to like rotate my body around the microphone to try to look towards them while making sure that my, my voice, my, you know, I'm still speaking to the microphone that, so that the whole room could still hear me. So that's what I tried to do. Now to describe the speech itself, I'm not a stand-up comedian and I feel like people, when they give these, the best man, you know, the, the, when they give these speeches, they try to be funny. And I think that works. I love, I love a good funny speech, right? But I don't know the audience that well. Most of the okay. crowd, most of the crowd was Steph's family. There were a few of Mark's friends that were there, but for the most part, it's a lot of her family. And so I don't really know any of these people. I can't really give many inside jokes in a way that I can expect them to hit. I don't know if the crowd's going to be older or younger. And again, I don't do this stuff for a living. I figured the easiest way, the best way to do this is just going to be speak from the heart. So like this goes back again, goes back to like a year ago when I first started playing the speech. I had to talk about when I first met Mark, which I th- I'm sure is what a lot of people do. But Mark and I met each other almost 19 years ago, like to the day. Really? I moved I moved to Chatsworth from Indiana in October of 2001. I was in seventh grade. He was in seventh grade. Uh, you, when did you move to here? You moved here in the eighth grade? Uh, sixth grade. Oh, sixth grade. Oh, okay. You moved, I, th- I thought you moved here after me for some reason. Um, so you remember like the, the concept of the teams in like in, in yeah. uh, Charles F. Patton. So, yeah. so the listeners who don't know, as I, just as I described <laughs> during the speech, the schools basically, or the grades were split up into thirds and they refer to these as teams. So this, the, the seventh grade that I was in, we had B team, D team, and F team. I was on B team and Mark was on D team. Now the team, the team structure, the, 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 the purpose of the teams is to basically group the students with core course teachers, meaning that the students of B team all had the same math teacher, history teacher, science, uh, uh, English, you know, your, those are your core courses. However, mm-hmm. things like art, music, gym, those um, were were uh, distributed across all the teams, meaning that your gym class could, you could be in in gym class with people from B team, D team, and F team. And that's how I met Mark. We had the same gym class and for whatever reason, and like I was super shy back back in the day, super, super shy. So like I didn't, it was difficult for me to make friends. And Mark comes up to me like the first, maybe second week of school and just introduces himself to me. Now like the school had set me up with a mentor and so like they paired me up with him. So all of my classes aligned perfectly with his so that, you know, I always had like, it was it was like a built-in friend for me. Um, but Mark was like one of the first like kind of natural friends that I, that, I, that I made. And for whatever reason, like him also a pretty shy or at least reserved kid as I described him during the speech, he decided to come up and introduce himself. And like, you know, we hit it off. We, we did everything together. Um, and so I kind of just like relayed that story. You know, we, we talked on aim, which got a bit of a laugh. 
um, you know, I was like, before, you know, before everyone and their mom has had a cell phone where you can run up the, you know, a crazy texting bill because texts cost money. Um, mm-hmm. We would talk to each other on AIM. And even even before we could like call each other on the cell phone, before we had cell phones, we would use up all your anytime minutes on each other. We would call oh. each other on the landline, and we would just talk like after school. He would call me up, or I'd call him up, and we'd just sit there and talk on the phone. And like, you know, you we weren't always actively talking, but we would just be doing shit together. So like, I might be playing a video, ga- a video game, and he might be playing a video game. Like, of course, it's not a multiplayer game. I might be playing like, I don't know, God of War or something. He might be playing whatever other game he's playing. And so that's how it was. And then, I, and then like from there, I kind of said that, you know, as we got older, of course, we started to drift apart. Not not like in a way that, oh, we started to lose touch with one another. You know, we stayed tight, but, you know, you grew up. We weren't attached to the, at the hip anymore. You know, went to school, mm-hmm. got started jobs. You found, you found, uh, you found love. And so then I said, you know, I found, I found Elena and Mark found Steph. And so that was my transition and then start talking about Steph and say, and then so, you know, I told her, I said that, you know, when I first met her, she was in school, you know, she was, um, she was working. And one of the things that you, you know, any person wants for their friend, you know, you want the best for that friend. And I could like very early and very clearly see how, you know, why he, why he liked her so much. You know, she, she had a way of kind of supporting him in his endeavors and, you know, she, she helped him be a better person. And so, um, you know, over the years of knowing each other, she also became my friend. And so that like desire for wanting the best for him now extended to her too. You know, I want the best for her. So I want him to provide the same thing that I always wanted her to provide for him. And so, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that pretty much was it. I, uh, then, you know, gave a super quick little bit of, bit of advice that, you know, all these people around the room are, you know, we're here because we support you. And, you know, marriage isn't always easy. So when, when the waters get a little bit choppy, you know, you can refer, you can look to any of us and, you know, we'll be here to help try to guide you guys back to, to calmer waters. Uh, oh, look at that. Gave, gave the toast and, uh, and that was it. So, yeah, I want to get the, the response you wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got a little bit of laughter from here, you know, here and there. Like I said, the, the, the aim part, the landline aspect, um, a couple of other things I said. And then, yeah, a, a bit of emotion. Um, you know, I got got a couple tears here and there, which is which is what I was going for. Oh, look at you smashing it! But the thing that I didn't anticipate, because I wrote this right, like I wrote it. <laughs> so, any bit of emotion that I should have felt, I would have thought I would feel when I was writing it. But I started feeling much more emotional as I was reading it, and I didn't anticipate that. I thought I'd be able to get through this, no problem. I didn't get like watery eyed but i got a little choked up at, at a couple of points and like i was able to i don't want to say play it off like there was a couple times like you know i, I knew what i wanted to say and i'm still kind of referencing my phone for what 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 comes next but as i'm reading it like i know what i need to say next and i'm sitting there and i'm just like i need to pause for a minute and just like hold something back for a moment and then and then resume i didn't i didn't see that coming that was that was the only thing well, that's nice though that's that's touching yeah so uh yeah everyone everyone loved it you know people kept complimenting me which is good um and yeah that was that was the gist of it you know we we ate after that i had ordered the steak lena ordered the salmon we split that meal with the uh you know like we did that intentionally so otherwise i think we both would have just gotten salmon we just wanted to try something different 
um, Lena was, uh, she went up to bed at like 9, 9.30, I think. So then at that point, Sarah was able to go home. Uh, at around that same time, most of the people all started to leave too. And not very many people stayed at the hotel. Most other people left the hotel. Uh, I should have also mentioned that during the fire alarm, you know, the hotel had to empty out. We start. We started to quickly realize that we were pretty much the only people in the hotel that night. There weren't very many other people that weren't part of the wedding that were there. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, so I don't think the hotel was was too full that night. There was a point. Um, Gordon woke up and Lena had fed him. She apparently he had he had a pretty rough night, and there was one particular moment where she brought him to the bed with us, and he just wanted to chill. It was like four something in the morning, maybe five. He was just. It's like a king size bed, and he's just like flipping he's like he's he's like doing uh he's like break dancing the bed he's just spinning around he starts like crawling over to me props his you know props himself up on me with complete with no regard whatsoever with with what he's like smashing into so like he might have his feet in your face or like might be smacking you in the, across the head as he tries to finagle his body around to the way he wants it so at some point i just kicked him out of the bed and, and let him cry it out and finally go to bed <laughs> finally go to sleep because that that hour was a bit annoying. Um, the next day we took Gordon to uh, the uh, Brandywine Zoo. It's a super small zoo in Wilmington, and we just kind of checked out some of the animals that were there. It's really, uh, you know, low key. It's like it's a very small zoo. Like you literally, it's like it, it's it's a single line, right? Like you walk into the zoo and you go down and you come back. It's like a one way zoo. It's a circle. Um, not not a circle. It's it's like a it's like a one way road with a cul de sac at the end. And you come back out, and so um, you know, checked out some of the animals. They don't have anything like exotic or anything crazy. They they had a like a little a tiny bobcat that looked just kind of like an oversized house cat. Mm-hmm. They um, they had a, a a condor, looked like you know a giant vulture basically. They had a, a python, uh, which Lena wasn't gonna even gonna look at, and and then they had some like farm animals too. So I think Gordon kind of enjoyed just seeing the animals and appreciated that. But yeah, that was the weekend. Nice. Um, yeah. Very active weekend. Yeah, definitely very active weekend. Then, uh, um, as I was telling you, I played uh, played the Black Ops Cold War beta for a little bit. And you said you kind of liked it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm uh, it 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 feels it feels like it has some work to do still, you know. Not saying like oh it 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 feels rough like super rough. It feels like the problems that they have right now are probably connection based, and I'd anticipate that a lot of those get ironed out over uh, over maybe not the next few weeks, but probably get ironed out over the life over the lifetime of the uh, of the game. One thing I don't like right now is the, is the score streak system. Because you have no idea when you're actually getting these streaks. Like the bar that's there will like be filling up and it'll look like you have just a little bit left for your like chopper or something like that. And you'll get some kills, but like it's never filling in. It's like, how many more do I need? I hate not knowing that. I hate not knowing how many I need. I would feel better, honestly, if it just reset every single time. But that's just me. I'm not sure other people would feel that way. Yeah. All right. Well. Let's uh, I'm I'm happy uh, you shared your, uh, your the wedding and the zoo and all that stuff. It was nice to hear that uh, sort of all went went off with with about as smoothly as one could hope in uh in today's landscape. Yeah, yeah. 
definitely yeah, let's uh let's get out of here all right well i'm Reza. i'm sandy thanks so much for listening see you guys next week Thank <laughs> you.